You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. Dun, dun, dun. Howdy, howdy, people. Cheers. Cheerios. 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 A little bit, I think, but I think <sighs> we're fine. Hello, hello. You just... Really? All right, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, everyone? You look good. Thanks. I decided, uh, you know, might as well wear this. The, the last few times I'll be wearing this uh, veil. Because <laughs> you always wear suit. your veil. I always wear a uh, Well, that was, your ba- that was your bachelorette. This is my yeah. bachelorette. Yeah. Okay. I'm not standing out. Your family is uh, looking We're through the window right the now window and right shaking now. their head. We're in a house full of people. This so. is how hardcore Monero we are, guys. Right? Um, you got to give us a lot of credit, Week guys. of the wedding. Yeah, the week of the morning wedding. Morning after arriving in Puerto Rico. Which was a very, very long journey. Shouldn't really say morning after. It's still the morning. It's out. still the morning. Yeah. We landed at four in the morning. So and it, took us <laughs> it took us forever to get a car ever. because they had to clean the car um, that we were waiting for. And then by the time we left and by the time we got to the apartment, yeah, we went to sleep at like seven o'clock in the morning, guys. I don't know why they're acting like it's like peak COVID around here, too. Like in the airport, they're all in their hazmat suits. Mm-hmm. Trying to take I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on around here. They're trying to take but we made, we made it to the beach. We did. Uh, it's beautiful. It, it's really A little nice. cloudy, though. Yeah, right a little now. cloudy, but it's supposed to clear up. And we passed out. We almost didn't wake up in time for the show. Yeah. We were trying to catch at least an hour or two of sleep. Yeah, we slept um, like a, literally, I think, like two hours. A couple hours. <laughs> So bear with us if uh, we're rambling or, or a slight disaster. Rambling more than usual. Yeah. So anyway, uh, do we got people on? Uh, yeah. We got a good old four people. I mean, it's a little nice. earlier than usual. Okay. Um, but I'm sure people will watch it after the fact. So it's all good. Yeah. Um, uh, what, do we, what do you want to cover? Um, I guess uh, you want to start with the price report or go straight to one of our guests, actually. We could start with one guest. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's we should we remind people, Monerotopia oh, yeah, guests? Monerotopia, yeah. Um, April seventh. It's now. (laughs) It's now. uh, uh, You know what? Like five weeks away. Not even. Yeah. Yes, five weeks. Yes, so we're pretty much set with the speakers. We have now people reaching out to us that want to speak. Additionally, but uh, I don't even know if we can fit anybody else. We're thinking of maybe creating like a a second speaker stage. So we have the main stage that's going to be in the venue. We do have this outdoor area where we're going to be setting up the vendors and we'll have where people can chill outside. We'll have a bar out there, but we might put like a tent out there and make it a second speaker stage. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. These are delirious well, thoughts that I had on the plane. We're just going to have a lot plane. of awesome speakers, so I think it would make sense. Yeah, so maybe we do that and then we could cram a few more people in and, you know, put some on the on the on that stage and some on the inside stage. So, that's what we're thinking of. Um, but yeah, guys, just get tickets and get down there. That's, get your that's tickets where we're at. today, people. 
monerotopia.com. Do it. And if you want to help in any way, ways you could help are spreading the word. So we have a packed house down there and reaching out. Maybe we still need some volunteers. Yeah, we right? do. Yeah, we still need some volunteers. So if anyone's interested in helping us out, you know, you'll get a free ticket. Um, and best yeah, way really is what for them to hit us up? Um, you can email us at monerotopia.com or DM us on Twitter at Monerotopia or Monero Talk. Or join the Telegram group. Or join the Telegram group. Yeah, that's Monerotopia Telegram group. Um, that's also a good way to coordinate with other people that are going to the conference. If you are going, um, maybe share an Airbnb. It's a good way to do that. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Let's, but please uh, yeah, reach out um, if you're interested in helping us out in any way possible. If you, know, you can't make it to the conference, we need some yeah, social media help. If you're like into it or just obviously really excited about the conference and want to help us out again, reach out to us. We'd really appreciate any help we can get. Cause it's almost <laughs> slightly like, overwhelmed. Yeah. Just, just a bit, just a bit, just a bit. But after the wedding, I think things will calm down a little bit, right? We have another, but we won't have much time at that point, but no, but we'll figure I feel it out. like we did all the heavy lifting and that we, you know, we have the venue, we have the speakers. Now it's just uh, some minor details. Yeah, but we'll, we'll figure it out. So moving but, uh, on. Yeah, I guess uh, let's move on. Uh, maybe let's introduce our first guest because I think they can't stay with us uh, too soon. Okay. And then long. we can okay. launch the price report and then our next guest. So let's do it. Um, let me. The Maratopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. All right. So our first guest is Rolf. Hello, Rolf, hello. What's going on, Thank man? you so much. Hey. Good morning. Good How morning. are you? Good. We're good. We're How good. You doing? You're looking good. <laughs> we try. Does Rolf know we're we're getting we're getting married? This week. No, I, I just learned. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, it's been a, a, a hectic couple of hectic weeks. So, yeah, we were scrambling last night. We just landed last night. Well, this morning. We made a car issues, but we made it. We made it. Yeah. We're alert and ready Good to, to hear. talk. But we figured if we didn't do the show now, then it's probably not yeah, going to happen. happen. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Turn this off. We're kind of going into family party yeah. mode for. Yeah for a week um yeah man so we just wanted we're you know we're obviously we're, we're building our way up to Monerotopia, and we were, we're trying to have uh, some of the speakers on we had a few on last week so mm -hmm. we hit you up thanks okay. for jumping on yeah, so um, if you want to give a, a quick introduction yeah yourself, i'm sure a lot of people talking. probably caught the monero talk episode we did that was actually one of our most popular i think of all time uh, but if you want to quickly intro yourself that'd be, that'd be yeah, awesome yeah sure my pleasure yeah so um i'm an assistant professor at the delft university of technology which is one of the technical universities in the Netherlands. And um, my area of research is on uh, the intersection between uh, IT, governance, and crime. Um, and, and one of the areas I um, uh, did some work on is uh, how cryptocurrencies can be used by, on the one hand, uh, criminal actors, but on the other hand, of course, also how uh, law enforcement or regulatory options exist uh, for cryptocurrencies to make uh, the world a safer place, uh, including the world with cryptocurrencies, not the world without crypto. Um, that's me. Very, yeah, man, obviously, uh, um a very interesting expertise that, that you have there, something extremely relevant to what's going on with Monero and how Monero is used. Uh, it's always one of, one of the major topics, right? So with, with this great power that we've created co comes good and evil, right? And people are going to use it for good things. People are going to use it for bad things. And what do we do about that, if anything? Uh, so really interesting stuff. 
Yeah, we wanted to put you on that panel. That's what we were thinking on that kind of that regulation and policy panel. Yeah. But uh, obviously also, if you want, if you want to give a talk as well down there, that'd be cool. Any, any thoughts on uh, what you might talk about? Obviously this topic, but anything specific that you would kind of report down there possibly that you might uh, focus in on? Well, I think the, the, the conversation that we had, which I enjoyed uh, very much, and it's also nice to learn that a lot of people enjoyed that too. Um, I think we, we covered a, a lot of ground, but I think there are two main things um, that uh, can fit into uh, the conference. Um, I think first about, you know, the regulatory uh, options that we have. Um, I think that that is a great thing to put into, you know, uh, the panel. Um, and then the other part that we talked about is... Um, let's say the underground economy and how Monero there plays uh, a role. Uh, so that might be something uh, to discuss too, uh, because there is a lot of, I think you know this way better than I do, there's a lot of um, misconceptions maybe even about the role of uh, Monero in the underground economy. And there are all sorts of anecdotal evidence and anecdotal, you know, uh, people who tell you anecdotes about stuff. But then the question becomes, how big is this? And should we worry about that? Um, and that might be a nice uh, addition to that. But of course, um, you build a program. So I'm happy to be there and to contribute in whatever way uh, I can. Awesome, man. Awesome. No, we are very much looking forward to having you. Uh, we know you're coming a long way, right? Too, yeah, I was about coming, to ask. <laughs> coming from Europe. Well, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the distance is between where you came from and, and Puerto Rico, but uh, I'm happy to to make the trip. Um, uh, this is one of the, the first actually uh, intercontinental trips I'm going to take after COVID. So I'm um, very oh, looking forward to it, actually. Thank you. <laughs> great. Right? Yeah. You yeah. Know, uh, Knock on wood, it should be an amazing time and a great, you know, first post-COVID travel experience. Miami is the place to be uh, in terms of not wanting to deal with uh, the COVID world anymore. You know, they've, they've moved on a while ago. So when you're down in Miami, it's, it's kind of very refreshing. Uh, people aren't really concerned about it anymore, uh, aren't really letting it control their lives. So there's, there's a lot of freedom and liberty in the air down there. So uh, you're, you're definitely going to enjoy that. That aspect. Looking forward to that. Um, what, what do you think, man, of, um, you know, recent current events? Uh, we're seeing cryptos attempted to being being used for for these censorship resistant qualities. We saw it with the trucker convoy in Canada. People were trying to use Bitcoin and, and crypto to fund the truckers uh, and didn't really work out so well with the, with the, with the crypto solution um, because of the fact that, you know, Bitcoin is, is traceable. Uh, and now we're seeing it again. Things take place with what's happening with Ukraine and Russia, um, people funding the Ukrainian efforts with cryptocurrency, um, some of those funding sources potentially even coming from people in Russia that maybe disagree with the war. So they're kind of taking that risk there. They're, they're donating to a cause that could potentially get them in a lot of trouble, uh, maybe put them on a, on a hit list, so to speak, for uh, Putin's hit list. Uh, and, they're, and they're using cryptocurrency to do it uh, a lot, mostly traceable cryptocurrencies in fact i haven't really seen any mention of monero uh other than the monero community but not like out out there so just curious what what's your, your your take with in terms of crypto and how it's being used right now and what we're seeing in terms of the uh this potential traceability maybe showing itself as being a flaw here yeah you know i think all the with all the current events um which of course are uh, horrible to watch 
regardless of which event we're talking about, I think uh, if it's either sanctions that are uh, putting the financial system into a uh, uh, into a into a position that you cannot use it anymore as easily as you as you would have used it before, or if you're looking at it through a more like crowdfunding perspective with the truckers you just mentioned, I think people are looking for ways to uh, use alternative forms of payment uh, or alternative uh, uses of uh, financial transactions to make sure that money that they have ends up with the people that they want them to end up with. And I think uh, for them now, currently, traceability is not a core aspect of, of what they want to achieve, as in they're not taking that into account per se. Uh, what they want to achieve, of course, is that that money flows unrestrictively to the people that they want to the money end up with. But you're absolutely right. It, 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 it sparked my mind, too, that it's it's interesting to see that, that the default then becomes Bitcoin to use uh, as this alternative form of payment uh, outside of the regular financial system, I mean, uh, and not uh, a currency like Monero. But I guess that that is something that we talked about in the, uh, in the podcast, too, right? I mean, um, this is something that maybe the majority of people who then pivot to cryptocurrencies are just just know Bitcoin and and use that uh, whilst they don't whilst they don't know uh, that they uh, then have a similar amount of traceability that they have with the use of the regular financial system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really interesting and it's also uh, you know a great real world example once again of how crypto you know can be used for good and bad. Right. Um, obviously, war is kind of humanity. It's, it's humanity at its worst, right? Um, and here we have a technology one that can that can be used in an unstoppable way to potentially fund war, uh, potentially crowdfund war. Uh, now, so when it's being used to crowdfund what we see as as the the more ethical side uh, or the the you know the the side that that we think sh- should be funded then sure i guess we say it's a good it's a good thing uh but maybe if it's being used to fund the other side it's a bad thing uh but overall we're, we're seeing this this technology being used in a way perhaps not originally imagined by everybody that is getting into cryptocurrency and yeah just any any other additional thoughts there i mean it's just kind of uh just another example, right, of um, people using this tech in ways not necessarily imagined. No, I, I agree. I think, you know, uh, when we would have had this conversation 10 years ago, um, we wouldn't have imagined that uh, we live now in a in, in world in this day and age that we have this war uh, between Russia and Ukraine and that uh, the EU and uh, the United States, but also Canada, United Kingdom, are very much aligned on on these sanctions, which which actually have the same effect as shutting down the complete financial system um, in, for instance, Russia, or at least the the the, the use uh, of the financial system in Russia. Um, meaning that people seek alternative ways uh, to still get value across to somebody else. And I think indeed you're absolutely right. Nobody imagined ten years ago that this would be a viable option for any other other alternative form of payment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things I'm finding interesting is uh, kind of threading that needle, right? So Bitcoiners, I heard uh, Swan Bitcoin, the guy from Swan Bitcoin, Corey something or other, he's, he's pretty well known in the space now. Uh, he was on Bloomberg Radio yesterday. I heard it as I was, I was, I was, I was r- rushing home to pack <laughs> to go to Puerto Rico. And um, they're talking how, you know, Bitcoin's being, like we're saying right now, is being used uh, for, for war efforts. And they were talking about how, uh, you know, um, 
people in Ukraine are potentially using it to uh, get their get their money out of the country, right? Uh, or to 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 leave and to leave with uh, all their value, right? Because they can just uh, leave with their private keys and whatnot. So it's kind of uh, an easy way to pick up and go and bring all your value with you. And then they were also talking about, you know, it was it was it was questioned. Well, you know, if it could be used for that, uh, can, then is it also then potentially being used by these Russian oligarchs to avoid sanctions, right? So uh, and the response from the Swan Bitcoin guy was, well. Uh, uh, no, because, you know, Bitcoin is traceable, right? So, um, you know, if you, if somebody were to move large amounts, they'd be seen doing it. So it's very interesting because on the one hand, he was saying Bitcoin is unstoppable and it's great for this use case if you want to move money around without a government being able to uh, confiscate it or, you know, see that you're doing it, take it away from you. And on the other hand, saying, well, governments ultimately can see you doing it and i guess confiscate it so you're muted. just what's that no no because he was talking oh okay so just curious what you think about it. i just find it very you know it's like i feel like we're kind of going in circles there a little bit like so what's the deal guys like is is bitcoin this thing that is unstoppable that can be used to uh avoid government intervention whether that's good or bad or is it that it, it's ultimately always virtuous and you know it's it can only be used for good and it's also going to stop bad things like I, I don't see how how you get both just curious what, what you think of that. no 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 I, I i agree you you can't have both right um what's that famous saying like you can't have your cake and eat it too or something yeah, um, right yeah um i think um uh, by the way, I don't know how many oligarchs would actually use like any form of cryptocurrency to move money around. I think, you know, um, uh, I don't know if they actually think of that and, and B, um, it seems, it seems more important for them to have their yachts ready and, and, you know, stationed somewhere that they don't get seized instead of that. They're thinking about all the other things. Um, but no, it, but we, we right. imagine at some point they will be doing that. Right. If not, if not this, if not this occasion, then maybe 10 years from now. Right. If, if crypto is, is on the trajectory that it's, that it's currently on, uh, you know, why wouldn't they have a large chunk of their wealth in crypto and, or be able to easily put it into crypto and then freely move about, right? Isn't, isn't that kind of an inevitable future at this point? Yeah, I'm not an oligarch, so I can't answer that question. But <laughs> I mean, um, uh, I think, you know, if you're a wealth manager or someone working at a, at, a, at a bank that you then as an oligarch or someone wealthy trust your money with, I don't know if that is the individual who's going to uh, point you towards crypto, right? That's, that's, that's the thing. It's still in a sort of like traditional setting that these people have their money uh, being, um, uh, being uh, monitored and, and they have their money, money stashed with, with the traditional financial system and have advisors that advise them to leave it right there. But yeah, um, we don't know how the future looks, but it's, it's indeed interesting, these use cases that we see now, that when there are sanctions in place in the, in the traditional regular financial system, uh, that people seek ways to still be able to move money around. Um, and definitely crypto is one of these assets that you can use uh, to do that. And that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah. And I guess what I'm getting at is ultimately when the argument is made, when, uh, you know, we really do get to this point where they're saying, you know, governments and regulators and legislators are saying, hold on a minute, guys. Um, if crypto continues to evolve in the way it's currently evolving, uh, governments are going to lose the power to do things like like sanction, 
right? Which is obviously an important power to have. We see how how necessary it is in in this in this war that Russia is fighting with Ukraine. If the U.S. Uh, or if, you know the U.S. government and NATO did, essentially didn't have the ability to sanction and to kick Russia off the swift, what teeth would it really have to to you know um, harm Russia without actually just going to war with them? So in the future, are, are, are we potentially going to live in a world where governments maybe don't, don't have those fangs anymore because we have this truly censorship-resistant technology? Yeah, well, I, I guess we have to see how it turns out with the uptake of, of cryptocurrencies and if indeed the majority of, for instance, uh, wealth is then being, or yeah, assets are then uh, in something other than what we call the traditional financial system. And if that is the case, and you want to sanction, um, you want to sanction certain uh, regimes, then the question indeed becomes how how can you still do that then? Uh, but on the other hand, I think we had this discussion last time too. You have these like intermediaries who still play a, a big role in uh, the interchange between, on the one hand, the traditional financial system, and on the other hand, the crypto ecosystem, right? So these these Monero exchanges, uh, cryptocurrency exchanges in general, uh, meaning still that if they are um, in a regulatory system, that means that you can sanction them, which means mm -hmm. that Sure, you can't sanction people using cryptocurrencies, but you can sanction um, sort of like the interface between crypto and the regular financial system. So that is still something you can do, but you're absolutely right. That is, of course, something to keep an eye on from a regulatory perspective. Uh, if you still have these options um, that you now have for sanctioning a certain regime. Right, right, right. And then what, you know, what comes to mind with me is what, putting my Monero cap on, which is always on. Um, no. Does does Monero then become the the one that they're most concerned about uh, because it really takes away their ability to 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 stop, sanction, surveil versus Bitcoin, which ultimately, yes, can you always click that button to send? Sure, but they can still see where the 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 money is going and ultimately stop their their use of the crypto, so making it basically useless. Like, sure, you can. You can send a billion dollars from from one wallet to the next, but good luck, um, you know, somehow using that in in the in the real world because everybody knows who it came from, who owns it, where's it going, as opposed yeah. to something like Monero, which you might be able to more secretly interface then with the with the real world and kind of off ramp there. Yeah, no, I I, I think you uh, you have a point there. Um, and that might indeed be somewhat worrisome for regulators that if indeed the, the move to crypto um, is continuing and uh, they're looking for regulatory options considering sanctions they want to put in place, then of course uh, Monero or, well, yeah, my, if you're talking about um, sanctioning the interfaces I just talked about, right, these intermediaries, then it doesn't really matter if we're talking Bitcoin or we're talking uh, Monero. But of course, uh, for surveillance, at least, right? So not sanctioning, but like surveying which transactions occur. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Bitcoin then offers some form of surveillance opportunities, but then Monero would not. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, but I would think time will tell. Um, uh, and of course, it, it then um, uh, we're talking about a, a situation unfolding like today. And of course, we hope that that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So uh, obviously, I'm sure we'll we'll be discussing these topics again at, in uh, at Monerotopia on the 
regulation and policy panel for sure. Um, but yeah, let's uh, we're gonna move we'll on. To the uh, just price report. Price really, report. Rough, can you, if you could if stick, you around, stick around, please, please do. do. Uh, if if you can't, let you know, do what you got to do. But uh, if you can stick around, we're gonna do a few other things. Price report. Uh, yeah, the news. Our... I think we have another guest, yeah. and then we're gonna open it up to anybody that's watching that wants to jump on. But uh, love do. to have you if you could stick around. The Monero Trophy Price Report segment is sponsored by. Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat, peer to peer. Wow, we just, I'm so we just sorry. that's like that's like what they do on the uh, that's what they do on Bloomberg, right? They cut everybody off. They just keep moving on. We're getting. Well, you were about to say something. Sorry about that. No, that that's totally all right. I was gonna say that unfortunately I can't, but um, I will be of course at uh, um, the conference in um, in Miami, so I'll be happy to answer any and all questions that um, people might have viewing this right now or that are rewatching this later. All right, awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much, man. I'm gonna we'll touch base with you after this with regards to uh, giving you kind of clear direction on uh, whether you're doing a talk plus the panel. We'll, we'll figure that all out. Great. Thank Enjoy. You so much, Thank you so much for joining us. Really honestly. look forward Appreciate to your time. seeing you in person. All right, we'll yep. see you in, in April. In Miami. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Cheers, man. Bye. I will add uh, a fungible now. All right. How's it going? That was cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Hi, guys. Uh can you guys Hello. hear me? Yes, I yes. can hear you. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, great. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, first of all, congratulations for your upcoming wedding. I've been Thank following. You. Uh, uh, you guys look already married because you're quite chilled. You know, like you get this feeling only after marriage. <laughs> <laughs> We've well, been through you. the trenches. Yeah. we've been in the trenches for, yeah. for quite some for time. Quite some we've time. been through thick and thin already. So. <laughs> That's just time and not. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, All right. Yeah. Time. Let me begin the the prize analysis. Um, yeah. I'm just uh, like always. I'm going to just start with Google Trends. Um, not like always, but this time I'm going to introduce some uh, probably changes in Google Trends, uh, fear and greed index, and some prize action with the uh, with the EMA ribbons, um, which is exponential moving average. So let's go on with that. Uh, let me open the screen. So I have a few windows open here. Uh, first, we'll start checking the, the fear and greed index. Uh, it's it's pretty much down now. We are in extreme fear. Uh, you know, like everybody knows what's happening around the world. So that's not a surprise. So I, I would see uh, right now a bearish sideways action. So uh, we'll be popping up and down between, let's say, 20 and 40 is what I see. Uh, I don't see us going too much high right away. And we, I don't see ourselves dumping down to, let's say, less than 30,000. That's that's what I see right now. So uh, uh, from the Google Trends, it's also uh, what I see with Bitcoin is that it's maintaining the interest. So the interest is rising around the world. Also, the number of, I saw the statistics somewhere recently that the number of users popping into cryptocurrencies are expected to reach 1 billion by end of this year or beginning of next year. So that's that's quite significant all over the world. It's regarding the number of people who have done at least KYC on the exchanges. Um, so this is like Bitcoin, which is still, you know, the interest is still in the developed countries, but also in developing countries, it's it's growing. Uh, so I think it's, it's adoption is picking up quite fast. And this was an interesting trend I saw. Uh, I just wanted to put VPN and privacy as one of the search terms. And, uh, you know, people who use VPN also tend to be a little, uh, you know, interested in privacy in general, uh, either for entertainment or, you know, like watching movies and Netflix or otherwise. I think that is where the interest also starts. And that is how 
I also see with my with the people I know, that's how they started getting into Monero kind of privacy coins. Uh, one interesting thing is VPN is quite popular in developed countries, uh, but it's still picking pace in develop in developing countries. So that is something I think I don't see that happening right away. It's going to be very slow. Uh, the progress there, but it, it all depends. I think. Uh, VPN as a whole, as an industry, has grown leaps and bounds in in during the pandemic. So I think uh, we have a great scope for privacy coins in general going forward. For Monero, Google Trends, I don't really see too much of action. It's kind of dried right now. Uh, again, uh, we have to see how this plays down. It's 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 really uh, quite volatile. Let's say. Um, let's move to the charts. So what do we have here? see what's this so this is the bitcoin usd chart i added a few more uh, resistances and supports i see that the 30000 support should uh, should hold because we already saw uh, like some kind of double top before at around $60000 and then we fell down and we also saw uh, a double top around the 45 46000 resistance and we are in this bollinger band zone let me add the uh, special EMI ribbon. It's called Madrid Moving Average Ribbon. Um, this is a pretty interesting uh, uh, moving average uh, because we see from the past, whenever there is a change in trend, either the bullish side or the bearish side, uh, we see that this uh, light green uh, uh, ribbons transform into a maroon and transform into red. And that is where the bear market starts. And when I say bear market, it need not be like a year of bear market or two years of bear market. It can also be a few months. So uh, we see it's it's acted out pretty uh, pretty reasonably and pretty nicely. And uh, we did enter a bear market about uh, November of previous year, and we are still in a bear market that way. But we are going to bounce off uh, between these two levels of I would say around thirty six thousand. We should not dip below thirty six thousand because if we do, then uh, yeah, next level of support is around this. And I'm pretty sure if it breaks 36,000 with great volumes, it's going to really fall down to these levels. But right now we're holding it pretty nicely. And I, I would at some point expect a reversal like this towards a, a bull phase where we see a dark green candles. But I don't see that right away, but it can be, let's say, around the corner. So let's say in a couple of months, but that's still a speculation. But this is what we see right now, a bounce between, it's it's right now in a bearish sideways action. Um, with respect to the uh, overall crypto markets, uh, nothing really of interest here. Uh, we are somewhere in this territory, a bearish sideways side action. And uh, where are we right now? Let's see. Right. So we are around, yeah, between the expected support, uh, about $2 trillion. I think uh, the altcoin markets follows the Bitcoin market. So Bitcoin is the uh, is the final mover uh, uh, for the other coins to move in any direction. So I do see that, yeah, we are between these two supports, but I, I do see at some point we're going to go above that uh, when we cannot say for sure right now. And uh, the third one is the XMR BTC chart. And uh, the good thing is that it is holding on the long-term trend line with against BTC. So it's not really broken down below it. So uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's pretty much doing what Bitcoin is doing, just hopping between the two lines. But I would say that uh, we have formed some kind of support around $130 and we are hopping between 130 and 180. So until it breaks above 180, I think it's just going to be in that particular zone. Awesome, man. great, great uh, job. Oh, you have a few more charts? I want, I want to ask 
questions too, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah please go ahead. No, fin finish up and then I'll, I'll ask some questions. Right. Uh, well, this is just the mayor multiple. Uh, we are below 1.0. So anytime we are below 1.0, it's a great time to accumulate. I think people should be thinking about long-term accumulation at these levels. And I wouldn't really care if it drops below 30,000 or you know goes to 20,000 as some people say, because even if that ha were to happen, I would say it would still be a, a short blip in the chart. So it won't be like really long-term because we already at 50% historically, like this is it. We don't go down too much further. And uh, in terms of uh, the, how do you call this? The, the hash rate, <laughs> we are at all time highs. So that is something that we need to understand that miners are accumulating, they are not selling and institutions are also accumulating. So they are uh, looking at larger numbers going forward. So, which is a good news. And uh, this is something that just off the beat, I just found out the number of uh, tweets that are happening because tweets are also like marketing. It lets more people know about the asset class. In terms of Bitcoin, it's been like rising higher as I see, but for Monero, I see that it's uh, it's pretty much stayed constant for a really long time. So I think it will be good that if people tweet more about Monero in general. Um, and I think a couple of more things. Uh, yes, this was uh, just something I found uh, with regards to the amount of Bitcoin sent uh, over time. And whenever the amount of Bitcoins that are transacted on chain increases rapidly, and you would see that there is a sudden exponential growth that marks the peak of a cycle. And that, that is what happened in January 2018. And that is exactly what happened in uh, last year, October. And that marks the, the bear cycle. So this is another indicator which shows that we're clearly in a, in a bear cycle trend. And I expect some sort of form of reversal back to the bull market um, in, the, in the coming time. And I think uh, one more thing I had, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, guys. Uh, this is the CBDC tracker. No. I don't think I've seen that. Okay, so uh, I'll just brief this quickly. Uh, like a lot of people don't know that, you know, CBDC, you know, people say that CBDC is something that we will have in future, but uh, it's, it's not with that very surprising that CBDC is already here. So if you see the countries that have launched CBDCs, just a second. Yeah, so we know that Nigeria has already launched CBDC. It's in operation. The CBDCs that central bank digital currencies that are already in operation is in Canada, uh, South Africa, China, uh, Saudi Arabia. These are all have pilots already. Countries have already created proof of concept, which is Russia and uh, Kazakhstan and Australia. So basically the next stage is of launch. The, the precursor of launching is of course, proof of concept and piloting. And the rest of the world in the world, you know, across Europe and even India and even yeah, Egypt are all in the research phase. So I think it's just a matter of time that we have CBDC all around the globe. So this uh, website is pretty cool, cbdctracker.org. I think this cool. is where I see that uh, we can have something with uh, some interest with Monero. And uh, I think I also have this one. This was uh, um, the stock to flow model for Monero. And to my dismay, uh, this was, uh, uh, trending pretty weirdly. So <laughs> ideally we should follow this gray line, uh, but this is going haywire. So I think uh, it, it's, it's, there are a lot of parameters that dictates this, not just, you know, the transaction count and the price parameters. I think there is some more, uh, even the geopolitical shift and the bear market we are currently in. So we'll have to wait and watch where it goes. All right. Man. Yeah. Great. Amazing job as always. Uh, you know, anybody 
that's that enjoys a fungibles reports as much as we do you know consider sending them some tips um great job man really good job. oh thank you so much uh, a few things that that really uh stick out you know that, that have me questioning things what i th find mm -hmm. interesting that google trends right so we're not seeing an uptick with monero uh even in spite of everything that's going on in the world right now right so i feel like Monero, you know, my own anecdotal perception, uh, Monero is, is kind of trending a little bit right now. Yeah, I feel like people are talking about it more. I feel like <coughs> Bitcoiners are, are mentioning it more uh, with everything that's going on in terms of what we're seeing with Ukraine and what we saw with the, the, the trucker convoy. Um, so that's that's interesting that we're not even really seeing an uptick in, in Google searches of Monero right now, right? Um, yeah, I think everything goes hand in hand. When people talk about Bitcoin, then people may talk about Monero. Uh, but even in Bitcoin, I think it's it's been pretty consistent, uh, like for the last, let's say, one year. And yeah. that's pretty much the same case with Monero. So I think it's no, all relative I to, yeah. An, I would just think we'd see a little bit of an uptick right now in terms of uh, people interested in the concept of Monero versus Bitcoin, right? given everything that's yeah going that's out. correct yeah that's a bit ironical but yeah it is what it is yep and then the uh, second thing you know so obviously market appears to still be in a downtrend uh once again global events um where is that coming into play i mean it felt like is is technical analysis just it feels like it's like detached from reality right now right so i mean crypto is kind of more relevant than ever uh we're seeing it actually some real potential real world use cases beyond speculation uh, playing out in real time right now. I think last week or the week before there was this kind of thought that Bitcoin crypto in general, people were, were flocking to it because out of a need, right, to maybe to uh, to use it for, like you said, for, for funding purposes or for avoiding sanctions, whatever it may be. Uh, or to, you know, as a, as a store of value, as a uh, as a safe haven asset. Even there, you know, we saw Bitcoin trend the opposite of, of gold uh, initially for some time. But then last week, it looked like Bitcoin was going up. And then I guess the rumors were that maybe people were kind of using it as a safe haven. Just what are your thoughts there? It seems like it's completely detached. And actually, what, what is happening in, in the real world isn't, isn't really having any real effect on price. And price is just doing its own thing. Yeah, I I, th I think uh, what's really happening is one of the, uh, let's say, markets to blame is the futures market. Uh, people who have a lot of position in Bitcoin, uh, they are still stacking up. So that that happens like you see this sudden jump from 37,000 to I think 45,000 within a day or two. Uh, that seemed like, you know, a, a big buy order came in. But at the same time, people are hedging their positions because uh, there is not a real incentive for you know prices to go real up i think what's we are really have what's really happening is we are trying to find a bottom at the moment we still haven't found the bottom that's what i think um so i think it's this is a futures market that is that is selling or people are hedging their position because um, mm -hmm. they are stacking sats at the same time they are they're selling i think uh, if there were no futures market i think we would have seen a see, seen a large uptrend uh, but i think that's what is happening in in across the across all exchanges because all exchanges have futures and that's what is suppressing the price in my opinion mm -hmm. yeah when, and when we saw that spike last week it <laughs> it was yeah. Felt like it, you know, when Bitcoin was detaching a little bit from the wider market, right? Um, uh, yes. 
continued to trend down and Bitcoin went, you know, had a few days where it really aggressively spiked up. Uh, what do you, but you don't think that was really anything to do with people using it as kind of a safe haven? It was just some kind of I mean, PA I, I mean, anomaly. Well, this is, you know, just a, a dead cat bounce, so to speak. <laughs> dead cat bounce. Um, well, I wouldn't say that was a dead cat bounce. I think that was an honest uh, purchase in the market. It drove. But again, I think the technical charts dictate the geopolitical events rather than the other way around. So we can ideally we should be able to read from the charts what's going to happen next, because this is like the collective consciousness of all the people. Um, I think it still hit the resistance, but if we see from the chart, I was expecting that we would have a drawdown and we did have a drawdown. So, I mean, we can have multiple bounces, but until it breaches those resistance points, uh, uh, I think we're not going to go any, any anywhere above that. So I think if we have another bounce, but if, if it breaks with great volumes above 46,000, people get the confidence that, okay, we can drive up to 52,000. And then again, up to above 52,000, we have to really get good volumes. And then I think we should, I would say go towards 70,000 this time because the third time we're going to test this particular resistance of, yeah, 64, 65,000. So million dollar question here. What do you think the likelihood is that we've already kind of saw the bottom or do you, or do you? I, I, th I think it's, we are in search of a bottom. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would love to have one last capitulation, but I think people are already bored with this price action. Uh, we are around the corner seeing the bottom, but it could also happen that it's it just goes to 36,000, fools a lot of people, and it suddenly breaks out like, like big ass candle, you know, going up of 52,000 within a few days. Uh, it can cer certainly happen, but I don't see us like how people are saying going down to 10,000, 20,000. Uh, I don't see that happening. I mean, even the, in the worst case, even if that happens, that's going to be really short-lived. Mm -hmm. That All we right. won't even have to bother about it. Yeah. You have it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And all the best for your marriage. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you on the flip side. Yeah, we will. Yes. Have a nice right. day. Thank you bye. so much. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Um, Feel free to stick around, yeah, obviously, if you do. want a fungible. Um, yeah. All right. Um, let's... Well, our, yeah. Um, well, I guess let's move on to the weekly news segment. Because um, it looks like our guest uh, not there at the moment. Oh, we lost the uh, yeah, lead. Yeah, we lost our lead. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. Lee. I, I, know, know, I just maybe... emailed him. I feel bad. Um, but yeah, I guess let's uh, forward. The Monerotopia Weekly News segment is sponsored by iVPN. Use a VPN to help prevent your online activity from becoming a permanent record. iVPN encrypts your data and DNS requests so your ISP or mobile network provider cannot monitor or log your online activity. Purchase an iVPN service today anonymously with Monero. All right. All right. Let's pull it up so I can see it. Can you make that bigger? Yeah. All right. So this morning, Howard Chu tweeted uh this is dangerous and irresponsible messaging russians using btc eth and transparent crypto to aid ukraine are inviting imprisonment there's only one true cryptocurrency designed expressly to be safe for use in oppressive totalitarian regimes use monero and this was in response to up oh, can you scroll down there in response to you know the, the news that uh russians were potentially making donations to the Ukrainian effort. So Russians that obviously disagree with what Putin's doing, disagree with, with the war there, uh, are actually reaching out to support, potentially support Ukrainian efforts. And that it was it was noted and said uh, by the Russian government that it would be considered high treason if anybody was caught uh, making these donations. And so Howard pointing out that it would be extremely dangerous to use a traceable crypto for those purposes. So all things we've been talking about at nauseum here, 
And I guess we're just all in shock that the wider crypto community isn't talking about that more. Um, so good on Howard pointing that out. Hopefully we'll start to see Bitcoiners point that out. I'd like to see Alex Gladstein point that out. I'd like to see Peter McCormick point that out. I'd like to see that guy, Corey from Swan Bitcoin. Uh, why aren't these guys stepping up and making sure that people aren't misusing crypto and using a traceable crypto when they should be using Monero specifically. Um, article basically talking about the same type of stuff uh, after collecting 47 million in Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and Ether donations. Ukraine is rewarding its supporters with a special airdrop. Uh, I don't really know even know what this airdrop thing is, but going through this article, it's it's interesting. They mention all of these different cryptos that people are donating. Uh, to the efforts, <laughs> Polkadot, somebody, or I think that's what it's called, Polkadot, they donated $5 million worth. Uh, like a, a, every crypto out there, but I, I literally saw zero mention of Monero in the article. So this is just kind of beyond me. It's like uh, kind of like crypto clown world here. Uh, we, we have, <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense. Like here, here it is, guys. And I'm, I'm sure uh, people are using Monero for these purposes, but why aren't, why isn't crypto land talking about Monero more and and making sure that people do use Monero in these and so no mention of Monero in that article which I found quite troubling. Uh, Nassim Talib, uh, very well known, hundreds of thousands of followers, um, you know, really respected intellectual who happens to also hate Bitcoin. I don't know. I think crypto in general, he's kind of, uh, at one point he was pro crypto, I think, and whatever he, he just, I think he ultimately kind of thinks it's, thinks it's a scam. Um, but he noted, uh, to simplify if governments declare that a certain BTC dress is tainted, that, uh, uh parentheses that is put on a sanction list, any additional transactions exactly. flowing from it become tainted as well as in polluted chain BTC is not fungible. So Nassim uh, Tlaib driving it home, um, making it clear to everybody that because because of the fact that you can track and trace and sanction Bitcoin, it means it's not fungible. I think a lot of Monero people chimed in and told them, started waving their hands, hey, how about Monero, how about Monero? And I think he did actually make a Monero comment in response. I don't know what it was, but I don't think it was anything positive. He's just discounting. No, it says, says Ed, no, Monero is not fit to be a store of value. Act of using it makes the trend transaction suspicious ah right so he's saying it's monero itself is is fundamentally kind of in not fungible right just so just by using monero <coughs> you're, you're putting a target on your back uh which i think is, is is bs right so maybe maybe if i don't know maybe one monero in the younger days sure but um you could have said that about bitcoin at some point but obviously that that's that problem uh, if it does exist today won't exist tomorrow as more people adopt monero uh you won't be able to say all right everybody that's using monero is a criminal we're clearly not criminals and uh we use monero all the time and i'm sure the vast majority of people that tune into this show same thing <laughs> regular people using monero for its uh, liberating aspect our last tab oh rhino rhino uh announced um so this is uh binary fates project uh, along with others i believe i don't know who else has been working on this uh binary was you know seemed like he was a little quiet recently yeah you know, we haven't heard kind much of reminds me of Eduardo. oh yes yes it does yeah there you go all right so i guess that was uh, a little kind of <laughs> um yeah homage to xmr.to if anybody who do doesn't know what that 
what that is, that was a, a service that was used to uh, move between uh, essentially seamlessly uh, make Bitcoin payments hey. with Monero. Uh, seamlessly uh, so like your tainted Bitcoin so wherever Bitcoin was Monero. accepted you could essentially use Monero and uh, they would uh, kind of make the trade for you behind the scenes and it was a great service uh, a lot of people were using it but they ultimately kind of I think had to shut down due to regulations yes, or they were feeling pressure um, and uh, everybody's like well you know what, what's what's binary working on now and I guess and this, this behold, is it Rhino is. which is Rhino. uh Seems like a, a tremendous effort yeah. here. It's going to be, piece. you want you want to quickly read just yeah, what, is what it, it is? Yeah, Rhino is a new type of Monero wallet, non-custodial enterprise grade based on multi Non-custodial means there is no way for Rhino to spend your money. The necessary keys to send funds stay under your control. That's mm -hmm. long, yeah, pretty cool. So basically, uh, they're they're implementing the multi-sig features of Monero. Actually, they have to wait because there was, I think, essentially some kind of flaw in the in the current multi-sig architecture that's being used for Monero, which is uh, being fixed, actively being fixed now. And they're going to wait for that to launch, and then and then they'll they'll go live. Uh, so Rhino actually isn't isn't live yet. It's a test net. Uh, but once the multi-sig feature is features are fixed on the protocol, they'll be able to implement it. And this is just kind of big news. That's obviously, I think, from from a personal user perspective, you'll be able to, uh, you know, there'll be, there'll be a wallet where you know you uh, through multi-sig, there'll be less concern about uh, essentially losing your crypto. Uh, allow you to split up your keys, so um, you know you have one of the keys. The Rhino has one of the keys. And essentially, the way it's going to work is um, it's going to allow for these, these non-custodial options. Um, but the bigger picture is here, they're kind of building a, 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 a system that will kind of be a behind the scenes rails that uh, other companies can integrate with. So Bit BitGo is kind of the Bitcoin version of this. If you guys Google BitGo, you'll see really big, successful company. A lot of uh, like major exchanges use it. And I think that's what Rhino is kind of setting up to be. And, that, and that's kind of like the real exciting potential with Rhino is that it now becomes this tool that uh, big crypto companies can rely on and use to easily integrate uh, Monero into their their systems and their offerings uh and using uh the multi-sig features um to to safely store and hold people's monero in in a trustless way where the user ultimately uh has the key as well um so using multi-sig to to do that and they're kind of creating a way to make it easy for these it's these these companies uh these institutions to adopt that tech essentially so that's that's exciting stuff guys that's kind of like a um uh, i'd say a, kind of a big breakthrough in in monero land there uh what else we got um i think that's it that's it for We're news yeah. did, did guess, lee yep, come lee back? Came back all right lee came back yeah want to do a quick, another quick intro yeah uh, we'll do another little uh quick yeah. intro here wonderful guest segment the monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by cake wallet store send receive and exchange your monero and bitcoin safely on ios and android too cake wallet is open source and you always control your own keys hello 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 thank you for jumping back on we thought we lost you sorry about that <laughs> well, you're muted you're muted it was it was me i lost the internet connection i've got this firefox thing going on i got it all in the control it's like <laughs> no thank you we're like oh no we, yeah we, we, we thought so we, 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 oh we, no, we, no, the, yeah. 
Sorry about that. I can't even describe that that to get it back up and working again. But it's about, I think next time I'll have a, a fail safe maybe because this this is very professional looking studio. I got I noticed and I'm probably the if you saw the how janky the setup was, you would understand. I, I feel well, we hear we hear you loud and clear. So know, it's all well, that's that's good. I, I think I guess what I'm saying is I felt like I needed a wireless backup. I have everything need, needed, you know, here to set to, to do that. But, you know, I realized that I was about to come up on a segment and then the Internet connection just dropped. And I'm like, oh, man. So I, I started looking for, uh, you know, to get my cell phone as a backup. But yeah, that I didn't have it set up for that, basically. So anyway, oh, all no good. Worries, all good, sir. man. We're glad you came back. We thank, thought, thank you. Well, sir. yeah, <laughs> I mean, anyway. Uh, thank you for jumping that, that, on, man. We're uh, super excited to to have you down at Monerotopia. You're one of uh, kind of our, our headline speakers down there, bringing the, the heavy the heavy, you know, tech talk uh, with regards to Monero. So thanks for that, Matt. Thanks for for being a speaker of Monero Topia, first off. Yeah, so I've I've got a vague idea of what my talk's going to be about. Um, not a vague idea. I'm, it's going to be on similar to like last time. It'll be basically on um, network privacy kind of thing. Um, awesome. Right, because this this is sort of at the heart of sort of everything that you've been discussing. Is, is this what you wanted to discuss or does it matter? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. Um, Right, so I want to talk about the P2P encryption protocol uh, that I, I plan implementing. I, I was debating whether we should use TLS or something custom. There's some advantages either way. Uh, no one has really given me much feedback other than a couple of people have have suggested that the plan for custom protocol. Um, basically, I'm just going to present in 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 April and tell what my plans are for the custom protocol. And if anybody has any issues with that, they can talk to me there and we can go the TLS route. But for various reasons, I thought Monero, I mean, Monero is custom everything. Why not just do a custom uh, P2P protocol? But there are there are good reasons why to avoid TLS. So the talk's going to be about um, how to make it harder. It'll make it slightly harder for people to identify that you're, that you're on the Monero network, basically, is what is the reason why we would use this. Uh, most people probably don't have a need for this unless you're in one of these troubled countries and even then you know I, i'm just trying to tie everything back together again what you guys have just been discussing this whole episode um it the, the thing that people have to remember is that like monero isn't going to be a silver bullet where no one can trace you uh, i think brandon has talked about this uh in great length he described it as if a black hole leaks radiation how can monero possibly be you know un completely untraceable um and i know i know that that sort of rubs people the wrong way but thing you have to remember is with bitcoin is really scary because it's almost like your bank details are just put out in the open like who wants that um mm -hmm. so this is sort of why we the monero side is working so hard on on privacy because it really needs to behave much closer to cash than it does to um to whatever bitcoin is doing but that doesn't mean bitcoin doesn't have a role i i, I thought about this for a while i've always thought that monero and bitcoin sort of were co-companions um in that you know monero has a difficult it's difficult because monero supply is audited by cryptography fairly advanced cryptography and if something goes wrong in that you know th like there's, there's two sides of the argument there with with i'm sorry I'm, I'm like all over the place but i'm trust me this is all connected here oh, um, no, I'm, I'm picking it up please yeah so it's it's like it's like both are sort of necessary because bitcoin is dead simple in its auditing capabilities like how many coins are there? Well, that the code that governs that is pretty basic. The code that governs Monero's, uh, uh, you know, uh, to audit the supply is fairly advanced. Uh, there are people that can do it. Uh, I'm sure there's, you know, cryptographers all over the world that can review that code. Um, but it's difficult when someone comes up to me and says, "Hey, is there a backdoor in Monero?" And I'm like, "Well, no, but it's fairly complicated." Um, so the the best we could do is. Um, 
I think Monero has a bright future. I mean, there, there's some really bright minds all over the world working on this. And um, so again, to tie it back to my talk is my talk is gonna be focused on what I'm primarily focused on, which is network privacy. And the goal will be to, um, you know, just make it sure, make sure that like this mass surveillance stuff is, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, the, the thing people need, people need to understand is that I, I tell people this all the time where they ask like, is it Monero untraceable? Nobody can find you. And I'm like, look, if the FBI sends 30 people after you to, you know, to watch your every move, you know, you're not, you're not going to fool them. Right. Like, and I hate to, to, to break people's bubble on that, but what we can do is make it really hard for the bad guys to track you. And that's the other thing that I think there's a whole other side of this, what people don't think about, you know, people focus on, on bad guys using cryptocurrency to do illegal things, but there's also bad guys that can track Bitcoin to do bad things. So there's like, there's so many different scenarios that people aren't considering, I think sometimes that it's it's just kind of unique. Mm -hmm. um, and so anyway, that, that's my talk to me, Phil, focused on. I, I think I'll talk a little bit about like what Tor does. And, but um, I, as you can tell, the reason I'm all over the place is I'm, I'm sort of narrowing in on what need, the talk needs to be about. It's going to be on network privacy and what Monero was doing and why we're leading the charge. I mean, at this point, um, Bitcoin is something similar. They're doing, they're, they were trying to do a custom protocol. Ours will be similar to theirs. Um, and, and that's actually why I felt more confident in going with the, for those that know this, I've talked to people privately at the last Monero meetup and everyone said, go with the noise protocol. Uh, the noise protocol is separate from TLS. Uh, the lightning network is using it. Um, WireGuard is using it. Uh, Bitcoin is using it. So when I saw some of the big, big, big players were, were, were transitioning to a new encryption protocol separate from TLS, I thought, well, you know, if Bitcoin, the Lightning Network, and WireGuard are using this new technology, you know, well, there's a certain point where we go, well, Monero almost has to use it, right? I mean, we don't want to be left in the dust. And the reason why um, I think in the end that the problem with TLS is that it's just become too complicated because of they have this legacy bag, uh, this legacy baggage. And you see this with Windows, you see this, and again, I'm going all over the place, but I'm tying it together here. The reason why I proposed the the custom protocol or somewhat custom we're going after the we're going to use noise protocol here but um each implementation is slightly different and this is why it's sort of tough to implement the noise protocol because with tls it's just you just use it uh but the noise protocol you almost have to tweak it to your particular needs and you need someone that understands the cryptography to write that and now luckily i understand all that it's just that um uh yeah so maybe that's what the talk will be see i'm all over the place again uh, <laughs> Wait, I, I i could feel the neurons firing through, through well it's it's, it's like I'm, I, there's all these loosely connected dots they're all there trust me um, let, me let me ask you a question just to kind of right. uh, well you haven't asked me a question that's a, that's that, that that'll help because i've just been talking <laughs> ranting I got a lot. Of, well, first of all, you bringing up this 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 point that you know Monero, what it what it's what it's doing well right now is preventing mass surveillance and making it really hard Correct. for 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 any entity that wants to gain information about all the users and 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 connect the dots there. Uh, but what it may not be able to solve and, you know, fundamentally no crypto may be able to solve this is if, if you're a target and you're pinpointed, um, you know, given enough resources, people can figure out who you are and how you're using your crypto. And, but I think that's, that's, you know, that's really isn't the goal with Monero. The goal is Correct. to, is to be digital cash. So same thing with cash, right? So Cash is, is a great way to yeah. avoid mass surveillance. If we were all using cash, it'd be really difficult for, for governments and companies to, to track all our spending habits and, and tie it together. Um, 
But that being said, that wouldn't prevent governments from pinpointing any individual and figuring out what they're doing and how they're using their their cash. Right. Is that kind of a, a fair? Right. That's that's I keep seeing this trend where I, this goes back to see, I guess what people understand is I, I because I'm a visible person, I have all these private conversations at these cryptocurrency conferences. And so it looks like loosely connected dots are people coming up like, so no one can trade, find me. Right. And I'm like, no, just listen to what Brandon, the cryptographer is saying. He's saying that like, we literally can't make you invisible, but the goal isn't invisibility. It's sort of like, um, what we don't want is, is, you know, these sort of the mass surveillance thing. Right. I mean, I think that's Mm -hmm. right. We want something closer to, to digital cash. And Monero, I think you've said this repeatedly, is the closest thing that I've seen to digital cash other than, I mean, there are other projects like Zcash and Pirate Chain, uh, but it's a little unknown. And Brandon, I'm sure the other cryptographers can talk about that. The cryptography they're using is a little bit um, less studied, which isn't to say that it's broken. It's just to say that Monero was more conservative and the, and the tech, in, in terms of techniques being used um, uh for, so again, this goes back to supply uh, to supply auditing. Uh, Bitcoin is most simple. Monero is lo- some hard to describe amount, harder to to define. And Zcash and Pyrotrain are even further um, in their complexity and hiding the and in, 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 in not hiding, but in auditing the supply. Meaning, um, it's those those are just probably I guess what I'm saying those are just the most interesting projects. Bitcoin and and the privacy coins and some mm-hmm. of these other ones. Um, so yeah, again, I, I, the problem is that I got too many concerns here. I'm thinking about like so many big picture things. <laughs> But the, so the, to, problem, the problem is you're you're you know, I know, uh, I know. you're what you're what crypto what what crypto needs right is you're you're pragmatic and you're looking at this as as an engineer not somebody who is right just believing in in some system and, and wishing and hoping it to be something they want it to be which you know th- this is why I love Monero and think it's you know the best project is there's there's you and a lot of other people like you that are super smart super intelligent. Uh, that are taking a pragmatic view to this and treating it like a technology and trying to design something that you know has an end result that 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 mimics digital cash, but realizing that there are are pros and cons and design decisions yes. that ultimately need to be made to get there, uh, and that we don't live in this idealistic world uh, where we can create this this perfect technology without there being some kind of design consideration. The- Right. The way I would phrase it is it's almost like there's this there's this trade-off. There's this interesting trade-off between privacy. Well, everyone knows the privacy angle, but the auditing supply is also linked very tightly with the with the privacy angle where Bitcoin is the most surveilled, partly because all the transaction amounts are public. And so you have to realize that by making the amounts public, that adds a huge privacy risk. It it allows any entity, whether government or not government, uh the ability to, to trace transactions easier. And it's, uh, we discuss this all the time. I'm not even sure if you can actually do it, coin joins correctly, unless the amount is encrypted. But as soon as you encrypt the amount, this makes the supply chain, or not the supply chain, the um, amount auditing more complicated. However, you remove the the biggest source of tracing. Um, and this, but then again, this, this this scares people a lot because they their assumption is, oh my god, people can do whatever they want. It's going to be complete anarchy. And it's like, well, no, it's 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 not. At least I don't see it that way. Maybe maybe other people see it that way. Um, but then there's this other holder side where there's these different privacy coins, and Monero is the most conservative in terms of its cryptography, where there's some competing projects. Um, and so the downside of that is they have even better anonymity capabilities with the downside of the math is even less studied 
it, it, it's less researched. It's newer. So it's kind of an open competition, really, between, at least in my opinion, between Bitcoin and these other cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think Monero is in a good position because, as you said, the goal that we're trying to the goal is that you said repeatedly is digital cash. And that's a very, very nice use case. I mean, anything from like I tell people all this all the time. I've mentioned this on on a, on, you know, not on Mayor Tobin, but the other the other podcast we do. Monero. Uh, right. Or on, uh, uh, maybe something else. No, on the one with Justin. With Justin. Yep. Um, the oh, man, I lost my train of thought now. See, I was so busy talking about Justin. Digital uh, cash, something. Uh, Related digital cash. Man, I've got too many things going on right now. <laughs> let, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Um, yeah. So the the network privacy, I feel like, is one of these things that's overlooked. Obviously, not by you, but I'm saying like oh, kind of your general Monero yes. user and crypto person. So they're they're looking at the protocol and they're saying, oh, it obfuscates the sender, it obfuscates the receiver. You can't see the amounts. Um, you know. But what people don't really always think about is kind of the network privacy uh and right i think what you know you could probably explain this better than anybody but that's one of those things where there really is no perfect solution i guess my my question to you is where is monero currently at in terms of network privacy right and where where are you trying to get us to and and theoretically where can we ultimately get to? so you just that's that's gonna be the summary of my talk in, in april right. april 7th so i think you've just summed it up for me um, but currently Monero is in some cases behind in some cases ahead. So for instance, Monero's P2P privacy is unencrypted. Uh, Bitcoin has been moving to something. I, I have to check their status on this, but I've been, I've, if you go on their mailing list, I've been tracking their, their custom encryption portal since the very Bitcoin dev uh, mailing list, someone, uh, it would have been Jonas, I believe posted a message about their, um, about a custom protocol for privacy on Bitcoin. And I immediately gave feedback, um, or at least my thoughts on it. And I think they made some changes as a result of that, possibly. And again, you can go through this. Uh, so Bitcoin has been moving slowly toward a custom protocol. Other uh, other systems already have uh, some sort of encryption capability. The, you know, Some smaller projects are using TLS. Um, then of course there's like Lightning Network, which is using the noise protocol already. Uh, so like in that regard, we're behind say like the Lightning Network because our custom P2P channel is unencrypted. On the other hand, we have a very, very advanced Tor capability for sending transactions. Um, I'm not aware of any other system that is even coming close to that right now. Um, like it's, it's so, th so this is, this is sort of the, um, so the Tor side is pretty much set, set. I think we're doing pretty good over there. And it's also written so that it could use Tor, it can use ITP. If there's another system that comes along that's better, as long as they implement the SOX protocol, we'll implement another network. So if, I, if there's something better than Tor or if there's something that the community likes better than Tor, it's fairly easy to add in a new network for them for transaction sending. And so for the, to explain that Tor side uh, is primarily used to protect your privacy when sending transactions. That's kind of like the main goal of the Tor network, um, our usage of the Tor network or I2P or perhaps a third one. The, the, the unencrypted PDP links, and so to, let me describe that difference too, because this gets really this confuses a ton of people. Um, what's, what's really getting confusing, I have to explain this, is the way that PDP channel works, because there's both oh. some communication goes directly IP to IP, and some communication is then sent over the Tor network. So the way, if the way for privacy purposes, you want to send your transactions over the Tor network or ITP or some, you know, possibly future third protocol um and so in that case what we're doing is we're not 
handling the Monero community is never going to handle its own uh, obfuscation or hiding protocol. That's all, because like that's a whole that's so much work that we're just going to let some other protocol do it. Um, the advantage of of the and then so again, I'm Mike's pause. Let me rewind again here. The what we're trying to, to accomplish is that you send transactions over these obfuscation networks, but you sync the blockchain uh, directly IP to IP. And we do this because it you can do everything over Tor, but there's issues with potential DOS attack. So the advantage of having IP IP connections, it's faster, it's lower latency. Um, and so miners will, will much, much prefer to do direct IP IP communication. And the other advantage is, um, well, I guess that's all the advantages. Uh, but the problem is now you, we have a great, we have a great facility for hiding the transaction, but these the direct direct communication is still unencrypted. So there's still some information that can be that can be observed. Uh, so for instance, if you're if you like a really great example would be um, maybe that's not a some some people like Howard are running their a full node on their cell phone. At least they were, if I recall. So if you go into a coffee shop and there's an unencrypted connection there, I, I don't know. It, you know, what, let me reset again. The problem is I haven't actually <laughs> written out the. Written let me, out let, me the, let me ask you an another question. Well, uh, am, am I, I'm at least narrowing in because okay, let, let me let me focus up. We're behind. We're ahead in the in as far as most other systems with with dealing with Tor and I2P and all that. Integration with that is amazing because we you can send transact. We have a setup so that you can send only transactions over Tor I2P and you sync the blockchain over our own custom P2P protocol. This is the best scenario uh, for denial of service attacks. It's the best scenario in preventing eclipse attacks. And so it's the most, it's the best blend of safety in terms of uh, getting the correct blockchain download. And it's the best balance of privacy. Some people are really paranoid to the point where they want to do everything over Tor and I2P. The next release we have will definitely have that capability built in so you can run everything over Tor I2P. The disadvantage to doing that is um, there's a slight security issue where you could have an Eclipse attack or something else over the, the Tor I2P network. It's really hard to uh, filter out bad actors on the Tor I2P network because everything is anonymous. So this is why we have these multiple setup modes. Most people want to use the mode, the default mode. And see, I guess what I'm saying is here, we're going to, we're working toward a mode. So you just run it and it just works. This is what people don't understand. I think they hear all this big talking circles here, but it's pretty much us working out, just run it, just works. And then these other scenarios. So the other the scenario that most people will run is they'd sync the blockchain over the Monero's PDP network. It will be encrypted and it will probably almost at this point, almost certainly been using the noise protocol, which again is all the other major products are using are switching to that. And so we're behind in the privacy angle over Monero's custom PDP protocol, but we're really private over the transaction sending. Again, I'll have to to narrow in how the problem I'm having right now is I have to sort of succinctly put that in like one or two slides. Um, so I, I, I think of it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I just have to work out the details on the slides because there's so many different scenarios that what I want to do is I want to have a default out of the box that works for most average people. And then I'll have documentation describing if you're this paranoid, use this mode. If you're not as paranoid, use this mode kind of angle to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, let me let me just ask one one question, and you've kind of said it in different ways, but so to simplify things a little bit, right? There might not be an easy answer to this, but so like what what makes Monero so great is it's it's private by default. People don't have to jump through hoops to make it private. You just use Monero, and it works. Uh, so do we get right. to a point in terms of? the privacy of, of the network where when somebody is using their Cake wallet on their iPhone or their Monero wallet on their Android, that by default, without the user doing any any 
any tricks or any taking extra steps, that there'll be some kind of decent base level of network privacy built into the usage uh, of, of Monero in that respect. Correct. The, the overarching goal that we have for Monero every time is make the defaults as private as possible to balance the privacy versus security. Um, because this is why I'm going in circles a bit here. When you up the privacy, it makes it harder and harder for the security angle. Are you downloading the correct blockchain? So the privacy will have the will have I guess we'll call it the perfect level of paranoia, uh, which is to say um, we're going to have the most sane defaults built in. And so the idea would be ideally you just I mean the ideal scenario that we're working toward. And this is the problem. I can see all the pieces in play here because I I, I see what everyone's working toward. Um, ideally we'll have a cell phone and that wallet will then connect to either you know it, it, the answer is yes we'll have we'll we'll make it as usable as possible and as private as possible for the average user and for the for the most people it'll it'll just work now the the trade-off is like if you're doing something seriously bad you know it the, the default mode is made for, i'll give you an example what i'm what, what we're trying to get what what are when i think in my head what are our defaults going to be i think that's what you want to know um when a programmer puts a bitcoin address up for donations anyone in the entire world can see exactly how much money that programmer is receiving and when they're receiving it that is a that's why i say it is like one of the scariest things that people do like i don't even know why programmers put a bitcoin address up for public donation i mean they're literally telling the whole world hey look i've got someone just gave me two hundred thousand dollars. well the, i'm speaking hypothetically here and so with monero the perfect level of privacy will be you know it'll it'll keep all that hidden from all these these, these people these weirdos that would want to know how much money you're receiving and why um so Yes, the, the the default settings will be geared towards, say, the average tech user who just wants it to work and isn't really doing anything highly criminal or illegal. It's just that why in the world would you want to put all your bank details on the internet? Like, I, I've, I, I wouldn't want to post my account statements. Like, no one does that. Like, Ricardo has talked about this. When someone was debating privacy, someone's, he, he, you know, in a debate, he just shut down the debate by saying, okay, we'll post all your bank details. If you think privacy is unimportant, post your whole bank details. And that's kind of what you're doing when you publish a Bitcoin address for donation. So mm -hmm. our goal really is to make sure to protect the privacy of, you know, the good people of the world who just want it to work and just don't want, you know, they want it to work like digital cash effectively. So that again, that's just our, that's going to be our default settings. Now, the thing that people are understand is that we're, there's a new protocol separate from what Serang worked on. And there'll be some interesting privacy modes in this, assuming the math works out. I have not gone through the math details on this, but someone has, someone who I think I know, who I think they know what they're doing, but I'd, I'd like to review it. Um, this is, I'm referring to Seraphis here with, with UKHB. Yes, people are asking about that right in the chat. Right. The the advantage- What happened? Oh no. Here, I can still see you guys though. Okay, go okay. ahead. Yeah, can you hear me fine. again? Nope. Yeah, yeah. We can. They'll, They'll be see um the, the answer there is that like Seraphis will probably be the way that Monero is UKHB seems to seems to have a pretty good handle of what they're doing. It's my role is just gonna be to make sure that there's no oopsies in there. But um there's a mode that will help with wallet privacy. So like for instance, right now my Monero has some privacy concerns because it can see a lot of data. Uh Seraphis will help with that actually. Um, but it will push some more work onto the to the the front end, meaning the 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 phone. So for those that don't know what I mean, mean by that is my Monero is the simplest. You fire it up and it does all the work on their back end, and there's very little work done on your phone. Cake wallet is the opposite where it's fetching everything um fetching everything from a from a node directly 
So it's way more private, but the downside is that phone has to constantly scan for transactions. We've got a blended mode that we'll probably go with. And I think that's what Binary's project is about. I just, this is the first time I've ever seen that was on your, your telecast here, the, the so-called Rhino wallet, or was it a wallet, I think? Yes. So that'll probably happen is there'll be, you, that will be, again, each user, what'll be interesting is each user has their own choice, effectively. My Monero will be doing its thing, Rhino will be doing its thing, and Cakewalk will be doing its thing. And it depends on your level of privacy that you need. Cakewalk will be the most private. Um, Rhino Wallet will be somewhere in between the two. And then my Monero, again, this is assuming they don't change their, what they're doing. I'm just projecting out what, there, there's a space for Rhino Wallet, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, there's a niche for it, I, I think is the right word. And I don't, I don't see any of these wallets. They're all in competition with each other, but they're, they're serving slightly different roles. On, of, of, and it, it all depends on a person's level of privacy and instant usage. So like my Monero will have the most, it will probably have the most experience like the old banking system where it's just, it just works instantly. Uh, and Rhino will be a blend in between. And then from there, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it, it's all going to depend on, on users' preferences there. Uh, Lee, we just... Uh, yeah, I know. I'm going all over the place. No, no, no. no, no. You're, you're, this is all amazing information, I'm sure. Everyone. What's uh, frustrating is the network, it's all tied into together between these wallets and everything because there's tons of communication channels. Like every time you connect to one of these remote identities, you're technically leaking data. And this is what Brandon was getting at. Mm -hmm. um, even if you connect to my Monero, you're technically still leaking. Like your phone is leaking the IP address to my Monero and anybody can see that you're connecting to my Monero. So this is the kind of thing that Brandon is talking about. You really can't, um, we can't teleport matter. So you're going to be leaking something somehow, some way, right? And that's just the reality that Brandon was trying to, 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 to get at. Um, and so, a lot of these projects are just sort of, they're serving a niche and I don't see, and they're, there's technically competitors, but I don't see any of them really going away. Um, anyway, I've lost much. I, I went way <laughs> off. Well, I, I saw one of the questions was, who is this guy? If you don't, if you don't know who Lee Claggett is uh, and you're, you're into Monero, um, you know, you're doing it wrong. So do your research, Google him. <laughs> we interviewed him on Monero Talk, I think a few times. Yeah. He's been interviewed elsewhere. He's, you know, he's he's the brains and, and the brawn behind Monero, one of these guys that's like actually building this stuff. So uh, that that's who Lee is. He's one of the guys that actually he, is making Monero what it is today, so. Um, yeah, the only other thing I want to point out to people is I was also, I've been really behind in one of my, my, um, um, my CCS and part of the reason why was I wasn't billing. I, I'm still debating whether this is going to happen. I've been talking to Justin about this. I'm still debating whether I'm going to write my own wallet, but my own wallet would be to serve a very specific niche. And that niche case is basically just me and other weirdos like me, um, which are all going to be, well, it would be a terminal only wallet, but it will use Unicode. But my idea would be, it would use Unicode and a couple other features so that it, it it's for the most paranoid. I don't know. It, I, I have, I have, there is a niche for it, but I don't know how many other people are like me in that regard so i'll have to talk to Justin. And Monero, probably qu quite a few so yeah uh, it, it would be yeah it'll be it's an interesting it have some interesting ideas there but so i spent a lot of the summer thinking about that how i would implement that and so mm -hmm. that pushed this i wasn't building that to the ccs i also in the fall i did a bunch of stuff with um a communication protocol i well we'll talk about that um not we I, I, it's, it's 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 between celsta and i and a couple other people um we're at we're at an, yeah, hour, we're an hour and a half we're at an hour and a half um, <laughs> oh my, yeah my, and, I, and, I'm, and i'm just pride. rambling i'm sorry i'm just rambling in circles it's my, the, my the thing is, is uh, starting to give me looks here guys um i think all right is, is just move you wrap on. it up yeah we just need to move on to the uh on stage segment so this is where we let people jump on stage so if there is anybody that wants to jump on 
uh, ask Lee uh, a question directly. Now is the time to do so. Come on up, guys. It's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. This is high-quality production, by the way. <laughs> I need to... I want to. I'm gonna have to get a buy a whole new studio for my home. Yeah, Streamyard is pretty awesome. Streamyard. Sunita so, yeah. makes this all possible, yeah. uh, including the hookup here. We brought all the equipment down. Um, so yeah, anybody want to jump on? Quickly, you guys want to say hello and ask a question? I promise my answers will be more succinct <laughs> than just rambling. It's. Sunita, so, so there's so much work to do. Nobody jumps yeah. on right now. She wants to head to the beach, and I don't blame her. Uh, actually, oh. sun, sun, is sun is starting is kind to of peek out, and then we have a bunch out. of things that we got to do. We but... got we have family members looking through the window, giving us dirty looks here. Uh, anybody, but anybody that wants to jump on, now is the time, guys. Should we go to oh, the <laughs> some of the comments in the in the chat or no? Uh, I think we we touched upon we them. People were basically them. asking about surface, and I saw I think one other asking about. You know, when Monero, I think it was, uh, if you want to try to find it, they were talking about when Monero scales up when it's being used by, you know, hundreds of millions of people, uh, mm -hmm. kind of what will the privacy impl implications be there? Will there be, you know, will Monero be able to essentially maintain its its privacy as it, as it scales up with users? The, in that regard, the more users there are, the better it helps with privacy. Because if you've got a small number of you, like if you have 10 people using Monero, um, it's pretty easy to figure out yeah. what's going on. So uh, more users does not hurt privacy. Um, if anything, it helps privacy. Yes. All right. That was my, that was, that was my hunch as well. And I think that's, uh, I'm not sure where they were getting at with that question. Uh, we do have somebody that jumped on. Who's this? Legend Lutz. Hey, what's up, man? This is Lutz from Pirate Chain. Uh, hello. What's going on? Yeah, I've been well, Pirate Chain. much. Every, remember seeing you at Porkfest, man. Yes. yes. How's it going? How you doing? Serving that nice Monero coffee every morning. Yes. 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 We'll, we'll be there again this year for sure. Oh, I, I will be too, bro. We'll be doing the movie every night. Beautiful. Yeah, awesome. Are you coming to Monerotopia? Uh, I believe so, yeah. I, I think we're looking into sponsoring it right now, be, becoming a sponsor. Okay, reach out to us. Yeah, uh, we'll, 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 we'll consider that. I don't know. We don't, don't want to cause uh, too much controversy <laughs> among the Monero community. Uh, well, what's going it, on, them? You there's no controversy. I would love to work with all you guys, man. There, there's no reason for us to not work together. Like, you're looking for solutions to protect the wallet even more, and we're looking for the same thing. So why aren't we working together is the, the question. Uh, we we have we have a guy making a hardware wallet. I could introduce you. We could all come up with amazing ideas together. I, you know, also also the the operating system, and and the decks we're creating will only be privacy coins. So it'd only be Monero and Pirate in there. I don't believe in any other coins. You know, so it's you know I'm I'm on I'm on track with you guys. You know, you guys just got to work with us. There's no there's no hatred here, guys. I love you. I love all all technology. Yeah, one hundred percent. Same here, man. Same here. I think the the only concern is um, diverting attention away from a project like Monero that has a ton of open source devs working on it, and concerns that uh, pirate. Not saying you, but others maybe in the community are just trying to trying to pump it up, get people to use it, and, and pump up the price. Not so much uh, develop digital cash. That's that's. I'm just giving you my honest take on on how pe on how some people in Monero might be might be viewing it. But if you want to respond, yeah. to that, go ahead. 
Yeah, that's okay, man. You know, you know, we, we can't survive without each other. If something happened to Monero, we do need an alternative, and vice versa, right? Something happens to Pirate, we need Monero. It's 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 necessary that we have redundancy in this space, in this privacy space, you know. And and having Monero in all its forks, still the forks of Monero are are all Monero to me. They, they, I, when, when I see a fork of Monero, it's still Monero. Uh, you know, Darrow and Wow and all those other ones. Uh, but, you know, something, a different breed of animal would be pirate, right? So that gives us redundancy in the privacy space. I'm sorry, that's my son in the background. He, uh, so... Um, <laughs> you have any you have any questions for Lee with regards to what we're talking about? If you want to, yes, wanna yes, that new wallet, that new wallet you're building, bro. Um, let's try to find a way to get a decentralized VPN built into it, so that you know, have you heard of the the DVPNs like Sentinel and Mysterium and Orchard, like all these DVPNs that are coming out. Um, you know, maybe we could work on something where when people use the wallet, they activate the VPN, you know, by default when it turns on. And uh, and, and people have a little bit more protection with their IP address, you know, it makes it just a little bit better. I'm always looking for more mitigation factors, right? So those protocols, I will go back and I'll probably just watch the video again because there's so much information in here uh, mm -hmm. to find about those. Whoops. To find about those protocols. Um, yeah, that, that probably does make sense because the wallet I had in mind would be connecting to, it was going to be terminal based and it would be sort of an, uh, the idea would be most, you could use it as, as a read only or read, write. So one mode would be um, you connect to various places like your, the, the exchanges, you connect to a Monero daemon, you connect to uh, a light wallet server Monero, you connect to whatever. And the role of the wallet is it pushes as much work onto these other projects as possible, meaning this would just be like a viewer in to give you an overview of your of your current balance. So my idea would be, uh, that was sort of the idea that I had in my head. So anyway, as far as DPVNs goes, if I would research them in, in and try to integrate it with them. I mean, it, it, I don't know anything about about this DPPN, so I, I I can't comment on that at this time. But it, it's something that I would look into uh, now that I know they exist. Oh yeah, definitely, bro. Come on, you know, don't don't be shy, man. My name is Lutz. Uh, you can find me in the the pirate Discord anytime. And uh, you know, don't don't be a stranger, dude. Let's work together. I'd love to come up with new ideas. That's what I do. You know. Yeah, I I might not even have time to work on the wallet, so maybe yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll um, listen, guys. Yeah. We we, we, we really literally have to wrap gone. it up at this. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, all right, man. It was nice to meet you guys. Yeah, Love please, you all. Uh, reach out to us, man. We'll we'll, we'll talk about Monerotopia. Um, everybody, thank you for joining, Lee. Thank you so much, man, for your time. Uh, super excited to have you down at Monerotopia. Uh, thank you to Ralph who was on. I see questions. People are asking questions about uh, quantum computing and Monero. Uh, we're going to have a speaker at Monerotopia talking just about that. Um, so keep, keep an eye out for that. Maybe we'll get him to jump on as a guest before Monerotopia as well. Uh, so thank you to everybody. Lee, thank any, any last words that you want to close out with? I promise my talk will be more coherent because i haven't I, I it'll be it'll be more straightforward i guess than this discussion was going all over the place it'll be focused strictly on doug's question of where's the current status of monero's uh network privacy and where it's going 
And awesome. so uh, and for those that don't know, it'll be using, I think at this point, I'm pretty much settled on the noise protocol and I'll explain why. Um, ba well, basically why is because all the other products are using it. So I think there's a reason and I'll explain all that. All right. All right awesome. Thank you so thank much. You so Lutz, much for joining thanks, us. thanks for jumping on, man. Um, you know, uh, reach out to us if you guys want to participate in Monerotopia in some way. You know, uh, happy to have everybody and anybody that's interested in, in privacy tech and building digital cash. So hit us up. All right. Thank you all. Thank you all. We'll see you next week or next time. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. And don't forget to purchase a ticket to the Monerotopia conference on April 7th. And we'll, we'll see you after the wedding. We'll see right? you after the wedding. We'll see. All right, guys. <laughs> Bye. Have a good one. Adios. Ciao. Thank Bye, you Lee. for joining us on this week's Monerotopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week. Okay.